The Rant Network with Stuart Brisgale and David Solomon every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, noon Eastern. You think about it, we rant about it. Listen to us live on Facebook. You know, David, it's a wonderful morning. And you know what? You look very refreshed today. I thank you, as if, as if, you know, uh, a, a monkey that was sitting on your shoulders is no longer there. And I'd like to lift my coffee cup and say to you, my friend. To you, sir. Now, you know, David and I back in February did uh, a rant about, you know, the the cause and effect of denying the world ammonia nitrate. <laughs> and I mm. ranted about that. I think it was early February. I, I'd have yep. to look back. Yep. Right before the war. Right before the war started. Well, well, hang on a second. And and I said in that broadcast that Russia declared war on the world. Literally one sentence, one de facto reason by starving the planet of being able to grow agriculture is a declaration of war. Correct. And, you know, the U.S. has skirted around using that word as every other Western country, you know. And, and the next thing that Russia said is the reason why they're trying to take over Ukraine was to keep NATO off its borders and have a buffer zone. Okay. Well, another stupid, flawed statement, because if they took over Ukraine, they'd be surrounded by NATO. But that's not where the story actually begins for our rant today, because we've known for about a decade, Finland, like the Ukraine, in this last decade, not for 10 years, but over this last decade, and Switzerland have been, dis- Sweden, sorry, have been discussing joining NATO. So you need to understand what NATO is, Right. It's the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And lots of people believe it was formed, right, in response to the threat of the former, what we call Soviet Union. Today we call modern-day Russia. However, that's only part of the facts, right? And we're not talking about NATO and how it's formed today, but I think you need to understand what NATO is. You know, NATO was created primarily so that the North American countries would have input on helping North Atlantic, not North North America. North, no, North America. Okay, all right. Right, North America was majorly responsible for the creation of the North Atlantic Treaty, so Mm -hmm. that the Western values and the cohesiveness of Europe would come to fruition. And David, it was the United States as the cornerstone on pushing all of these European countries to create NATO, because in the end, it was to further reduce the influence of the Soviet Union as it interfered with like Czechoslovakia and many other countries by, listen to this, guys, getting involved in their internal politics to destabilize countries so that they may be more favorable on joining the Soviet Union. Sounds, you know, remotely familiar, David? You know, sounds kind of like the Ukraine. Let's take over the the, the Dombok. David, but we're not talking about the Ukraine today. We're talking about Finland. 
All right. So let's, 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 whoa. We got a lot going here. Okay. And, and you're a thousand percent right about NATO. And it's a really, it's a question. It's, it's fascinating to watch what NATO has morphed into. Originally, as you said, it was against the communist bloc, which was going beyond the Soviet Union. And it, the Soviet Union's bloc was about and it was attitude was, if you remember, and again, this is the stupid history lesson, is that they grew in the, the, the whole concept of encirclement. It was just Mother Russia was to be protected and it was to grow out the circles further and further. Hence the reason why it grew in its directions. Yeah, Cuba was there, but Cuba was a throw in. Cuba had no real, it was just a menace to the United States. It had no real physical protection for the Soviet Union. Czechoslovakia, Poland, Hungary, Romania, all those countries were all part of what you just described. NATO was its counterpart. NATO was the way to protect, was eventually deter, deter, deter Russia from, or Soviet Union from expanding further into Western Europe. Okay, fast forward, we know the Berlin Wall collapses, blah, 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 and the Soviet bloc collapses, but the question is, what about NATO? And NATO said, we're going to remain a, a defensive unit but we really aren't going to do much more than that. Okay, we're just and and it, and it was really to try to stay away from more terrorist threats than the Soviet threat or the Russian threat. That was the philosophy. Well, Vladimir Putin changed the formula, Stuart. Vladimir Putin has now just changed the entire formula in 2022. Now, you could say that he did it back when he invaded Crimea back in 2014, where no one. Shout out to President Obama. No one did squat to protect the red line, red line. Right. The same thing happened in Syria when, you know, when Assad went out and did what he did. You know, again, it was all about NATO protected NATO. NATO was all about protecting itself. Nothing more and nothing less. Article two, article three. Yep. Correct. So now here we are in 2022. Or actually 2021, where we see Russia building up its forces on the Ukraine. Everybody is saying it. Why? Because Ukraine wants to join NATO. Because it knew, Zelensky knew, Russia was going to invade. Putin wanted to reestablish this notion of encirclement all over again. And he scared the crap out of Zelensky. Zelensky was going to go to NATO. And we see what happens. And you talked about, you know, ammonium nitrate. We see what happens militarily. And the world has really lost its mind. It has clueless, really, about the impact of what is going on in the Ukraine. We've done interviews. You're not sure? Go back in our archives. Watch these interviews. You'll, under you'll have a great understanding as to what we're talking about here. But now, a month ago, Finland and Sweden, all right, Finland and Sweden, both said that they were interested in joining NATO, and Russia says, hold on, you ain't going nowhere. Now, to this morning, Finland says, enough is enough, we're ready to join, and Russia says, we're going to threaten you with retaliatory steps, which means military, technical, and other retaliation should it join NATO. Now, you're saying Finland, Russia, what's the relationship here? There's an 830-mile-long border that they're shared between Russia and Finland. It's massive border. So if tomorrow morning it wants to invade, not a problem. Now, forget it. Let's, let's just put aside for just a second, can they, should they, blah, blah, blah. Vladimir Zelensky put the world on notice in saying World War III is imminent. 
world stays quiet. We slap Putin on the wrist, the oligarchs on the wrist. It has really not deterred him. He's still going, still fighting, still everything. Stuart, what happens with Finland? What happens so, Sweden? Is so, this so, is this is how yeah. World War II started? Look, as as a finance guy, we look to evidence and facts of the past to try and help guide our decisions as we go forward. And David, mm -hmm. yes, by remembering World War II and the 39 million people that died, 16 million people that were civilians that died, and which is, again, the basis of, of how Europe was utterly destroyed, right? And NATO was the cornerstone that the West encouraged and manipulated to get into place because an attack on me is an attack on us, right? Which is Article 5. Right. And Article 2 and 3 set up for Article 5. And then we're going to go forward and remember when, you know, Soviet Union, you know, wanted to further divide Berlin with the 1961 Berlin Wall. And the fear of the world fell on top of in 1989 when we took the wall down. Believe it or not, that was a very, very scary time, 1989. We're taking down the, the wall to, to West Berlin. But if we want, because it revived a little bit of the Cold War, right? 1979, it, it just intensified the Cold War. Now we're in another Cold War. The East and West are no longer talking. The East and West are now being threatened. You know, Vladimir Putin, who's got probably the top three mightiest military, is being bandoozled by a militia, which is the Ukraine. All Putin has left is to huff and puff, but I got nuclear weapons, so don't fuck with me, kind of attitude. And the United States in 2014 sat on his muffet like a little tuffet, and Obama didn't understand what was so bad about losing the Crimea. Now we're in 2022. Vladimir Putin is trying to create a Stalin-esque type of legacy. He is probably the wealthiest man in the planet. Yes, the richest man in the world. Believe it or not, not Bill Gates, not Elon Musk, not some guy from China or Japan, but the richest man on the planet is trying to convince you, right, that if you fuck with me, I'm going to set off a nuclear weapon. That has the world frightened. I grew oh. up, David, like you did, in the late 70s and 80s, where yeah. I remember, and I think in one of our initial broadcasts, I showed pictures of the nuclear tests that were run in Montreal, Quebec, where we used to jump under our desks when mm -hmm. the siren went off. Yeah. Do you want to know something? You know the difference between 1977 through 1981 or to today? We know jumping under the desk doesn't shield you from a nuclear weapon. And there are more nuclear weapons in this world to destroy our planet thousands of times over. 
But, but does how that do you, mean you want a cow tip? This is, but this is the problem: is that if you look right now, what's happening, Stuart? He's threatened nuclear war. Putin has declared that the United States is an aggressor. And we know we've used the word madman. We throw that around like it's nothing, right? Now, madman. It's not politically correct, by the way. Oh, screw the political correctness, of course. But think of the word madman. Oh, Putin's a madman. You know, he's unstable. We love to use those words. But do we understand what that means? If he presses a button tomorrow, and I mean, we've seen the movies, whether you're a kid, remember war games and you remember other, like whatever, and you're sitting here in a post uh, uh, nuclear apocalypse and blah, blah, blah. And we see all these things and we're like, but the reality is, folks, we have absolutely really no idea what that would be the suffering, the disasters. We have no idea. And if you're a Star Trek fan and you're saying, oh, look, it'll be our, we'll find, let's cover Vulcans after it. You know, like, no, no, we don't, this, this is all fiction. The reality is that this is a madman who could literally kill millions of people with one press of the button. He can completely ruin our planet, destabilize. This isn't, you know, we, we freak out about climate change, but we're not freaking out about this guy because why would he do this? He wouldn't do this. No sane person would do this. Ha. No sane person. We in don't 250 know. Years, in 250 years, whoever released a working product of a, of, of a justice in the United States. They, you know what, David? Things can happen that have never been thought before possible. Mm-hmm. This is utterly frightening, right? Yes. yes. And, and I got to tell you, David, for the first time, I am, by the way, more nervous than I've ever been. Listen, thank God the NATO's got an open door policy, which is enshrined in Article 10. And I hope Finland goes through the process. I hope Sweden follows suit. And I hope actually the Ukraine gets in. And I want Putin to have NATO around all of its borders, just like it's trying to do now. Right? Stuart, I, Stuart, I, I, think, not- that, I think that the frightening thing is that we don't learn from history that this is not we we did this we've done this before we've done this before where alliances are created as a defensive mechanism but we're not discussing deterrence they think that oh if we're a bigger group you won't do anything the soviet union grew with nuclear weapons it's now taken over by russia russia thinks no one can bully it and you know what happens when a bully doesn't think they can be bullied? Irrational things occur. And you know what time scary. it is? Stuart, we're done. Folks, we want to wish you all a wonderful weekend. Have a great one. Stay cool wherever you are. I hope you are. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Have a good one.